to Locked On, a Tom Clancy podcast. We are recording live. Did you know it's Thursday night? And it's yes. like the 8th of March. I'm Wilco, that's Joshua. This is... No one's going to talk next, so Whip, how are you going, Whip? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't get beaten to death by zombies today, so it's a bonus. Neither do we. Nor did Not I. zombies. Not zombies. Um, oh, sorry, I was the not zombie zombies. I was close to death but not not death and the other voice you can hear behind the curtain is cal how you going cal yeah good mate good fresh out of the uh for viewers sake we've chosen not to get him on the skype call yeah smart move fresh off the uh, fresh off the helicopter fresh off the helicopter that doesn't crash um josh i did i didn't actually (laughs) ask how are you mate uh i'm good good silly friday uh it's been a shit week at work but you know you get that oh man i feel that I feel you just bad. had to say a week at work. Everyone could have filled in that blank, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, so well, sometimes you do get a good week. It's not been one of those. Most of the time, well, I just have a week. So a shit week, a week, a good week is generally how you've I. Got, you've got two upsides right now. Okay, I can see them right here, right now. Outbreak just released as yes. part of Operation Chimera. 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 I meant to, I've been practicing that all day and I still said it wrong. <laughs> um, I really had it right all day too. Um, the other thing is you're home alone for the next three nights. So gaming boyo. Yeah. So yeah, Claire uh, heads off at about 10 a.m. tomorrow to go to a wedding down the coast, which I'm not I, invited I, to, but I'm fine with that because I'm just <laughs> going to play games all weekend. And it's a <laughs> long it. weekend. Oh, you! Sh- I hate the fact that there's long weekends that I'm not a not a part of. So, I anyway, Queensland had a long weekend. Not this weekend. No, I thought every weekend oh. was a long weekend in Queensland. Uh, we're talking about five day oh. weekends, not four days. Four days are for losers. <laughs> it's the five day ones we refer to. There's as long weekends and then there's slow weekends, which is basically yeah. all of Queensland because they're slow. What's this? Your Labor Day or something? Is it? Uh, this is Canberra Day. Why would you think Queensland was celebrating Canberra Day? Uh, Tassie's got a thing on. New South Wales has got a thing on. What's New so, South Wales got on? I don't yeah, know. What the fuck have we got on? What, oh, anyway, shit, hold you on. don't have a thing it's on? The, well, Tassie's got a thing on. So, if, you know. I just, I just remembered this is a Tom Clancy podcast. We shouldn't be talking Australian public holidays. Um, well, we can. No, we can't. Look, it's probably the most interesting thing we've got to talk about in this podcast. It's, no, no, it's not. There is <laughs> so much to it talk invo- about tonight. The long weekend involves Tom Clancy, so you know. Oh, so I, I actually have to find out what's happening on Monday. There's so many things. If you do find out, tell me because I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I don't think there's anything anywhere else. But anyway, let's back to the topic at hand. Um, Josh, I'll start with you because I know you've been playing a lot of a certain Tom Clancy game for the last two weeks since we podcast last. Okay. What have I you been f- up to? Uh, I have have been playing on and off Rainbow Six as per the usual. Yep. Um, with Claire and yourself and Cal. We had, a, we had Whip as well, didn't we? And Whip on Thursday. We had Damuji. And Damuji. Dumb no, he didn't, he didn't show up for Rainbow Six. Actually, he showed no, up for No, we had McDad. Oh, yeah, McDad. Yes, the lovely Sorry, McDad. McDad. Happy birthday, McDad, McDad, by the way, for last Sunday. It was a good good day. Um, 
So yeah, it was, how did, it how was did Victoria go? that's got the long weekend, not New South Wales. Anyway, uh, so that that went. Don't get the fucking hopes up like that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so uh, happy now. That Rainbow Six session was fun. It was what three ish hours of just yeah, you ruined hours. my weekend playing games. Um, yeah. I've also played a lot of Kingdom Come, which is Tom Clancy Kingdom like, Come. It's the new one coming yeah, out, isn't it? It is. It's um, <laughs> it's set back in like the birth era of uh the the six organization like back in medieval bohemia okay, yeah and you get there when your uh your helicopter explodes yeah so <laughs> and you, you somehow end rift. up in like a black hole yeah some kind of weird time rift i think it's actually just dream but you know it's a, yeah, it's a very common misconception there whip it's actually when a ubisoft helicopter lands and doesn't crash it creates this vortex in the universe and that drags you back there yeah it creates, it's like it i cannot compute with this crash <laughs> the um, universe crashes that's it and you've also we'll, we'll get onto this in a sec because we've all just done this except for whip we had a three-man run at outbreak finally because it's launched mm-hmm. now so um cal will be having that three men on honestly YouTube. seems like such a stupid idea for it it is an odd number but we can discuss that more soon <laughs> it is an odd number it does kind of work, but I understand. Mm. Whip's just uh, jealous because he didn't get to run. But we will be running it again tomorrow night on live on stream pretty heavily. Uh, a couple teams, so that should be good fun for those who missed out tonight. Um, Cal, before I go to Whip, Yo. what have you been playing for the last couple of weeks in Tom Clancy World? <clears throat> Basically, wholly and solely uh, uh, R6, mainly just to get uh, some renown up so I can actually get some half-decent characters for uh, Outbreak. <laughs> Not that it matters so, yeah. anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no. what a sneaky little thing that was. We'll get to that in the news as well. Che- wow, we're cheeky buggers. <laughs> this is this is one of the reasons we played Thursday night as well to unlock some stuff and get some practice up. Which um, it wasn't much practice going on, to be honest. We were just killing people. But no, it was yeah. a lot of Wilco dying, and then oh, yeah, I got MVP and, and a lot of whinging them. about um, loot boxes and salt and mm. people being salty generally. I think. There was That's pretty much box. everything no, that we no, do, though. Boxes. It's just winching about loot boxes, being <laughs> yeah. salty. Yeah, true. It's just what we do. Yeah. Okay. Complaining so about helicopter reliability. <laughs> since, since we're on the topic, Whip, how, how have you been for the last couple of weeks since we talked to you last? What have you been playing? Uh, uh, in terms of Tom Clancy, just just the Rainbow Six the other week. Uh, other than that, though, uh, just kind of been streamers and Kingdom Hearts. That's really about it. Okay, nice. cool. Now, I did actually had- almost open up Ram- uh, Ghost Recon yesterday so i was yeah. searching for a game to play i'm like <laughs> almost <"Nope." laughs> almost I, I looked at it i'm like i can't be bothered going downstairs to get my controller for the cars so i'll just play something else <laughs> now on that topic i i caught grumpy and last wave playing it the other night they've been playing it pretty regularly in discord um, i'm very keen to oh, jump nice. back into that very soon as well however this is a very birthday episode tonight as well oh, it is um happy birthday to grocery from wildlands uh turned one today happy birthday or- yesterday or sometime in the last couple of days what's, uh, was, what's uh, spanish for happy birthday yes yesterday um that's a good question hang on that's a very good question but the other thing is apparently the division is the two-year birthday as well at the moment so yes uh it's um, i don't know how to fucking say that god damn it <laughs> it's uh feliz cumpleanos that's now. perfect our spanish audience is just over the moon right now because you just called their wives something that they, they're they're lighting the torches <laughs> they're about to storm my house 
Um, just like Ghost the of ghost of Pablo Escobar will be haunting you. Yes, as long as he brings cocaine, I don't mind. <laughs> oh my god! Now I've got to put actually, these yeah, it's no bad idea. I can sell it and pay for my student debt. Exactly. Right, I'm not going to use. It, I'm going to sell it. Gonna get rich. Oh, now we've got. And it's not really smuggling because it was just appeared. <laughs> it's just yours. The ghost gave it to me, sir. I I promise it was the ghost. <laughs> Well, he's not been using the cocaine. He's been using something else. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, we just finished playing Outbreak. I guess that's what the yeah. topic is. I, I'd love mission, to say, on, on things that I wanted to play, I will shout out that I want to be playing The Division at the moment because they're doing a full month of celebrations. We'll get onto that in the yes. news. But Global Event 1 just got mm. rehashed last weekend. and Global Event 2 gets rehashed tonight. Um, or sort of tomorrow morning, so I'm keen to get into that, but I just don't have time at the moment. I'm definitely going to be Global Event 4. I will be jumping back in for that, because Ambush is awesome from what I heard on this. So Ambush slash Explosions. Yep. Yeah, so good. So we'll get into that fairly soon. But Outbreak, what's your first thoughts, Josh? It's good. Uh, it's real good. Uh, it's what Rainbow Six has needed. Because uh, ever since I started playing Rainbow Six, I'm always like, I really like this PvE stuff where I can just hang out with mates and just shoot AI yep. for the lulls. Uh, yep. But it needs something else. Like, for the last three years, I've been like, and th- this needs something else. And this has given me that something else, even though it is a zombie, not zombie mode. Um, <laughs> but it is something else. Like, we were on our toes for like a good hour there. Like, yep. just straight. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. all action on our toes. Like after a, a few rounds of uh, terrorist hunt, you tend to learn where they spawn. So it's like, okay, there's going to be a, maybe two or three in this room. We'll bust in, kill them, move on. Uh, but this one, they respawn, <laughs> which I found out because uh, I killed everything downstairs. We went upstairs and did a thing. I came back downstairs. I'm like, holy shit, they're back. Yep. So <laughs> now we didn't try doing a stealth attack. We we might try that next round. We do. <laughs> look, stealth attacks don't work when Wilco walks right up to a window. Goes, oh look, someone, and then blast it with a shotgun. It yeah. was not me. Josh set him off to start with. Uh, oh uh, oh I, no! I was watching that. I watched you shoot a window when no one else had fired a shot. No, Josh was already <laughs> shooting stuff. It's confirmed. Granted, I did kill some things that know. were I in the parking we're all, lot. We're but, all guilty of that, though. But we the uh, little icon down the bottom left-hand corner was not there until Wilco's like, "I can hear them behind the wall. I think they found me." Yeah. So anyway, let's not lay blame here. Um, what? <laughs> What what was the what was the highs of it, Josh? What was the the things that really kept you going for that full hour? Well, the fact that it's basically just full on action the entire time. Like, there's well, only you... a couple of lulls when it's like, okay, you finish that objective. This is your new objective, and have fun. So yeah, you're almost asking for those points at the at the gameplay, aren't you? Because it's sort yeah, of yeah. You get to a point place. where it's like, can we just finish killing everything? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to die, no. please. So, Cal, what was your impressions of it since you're fresh off it as well? Um, <clears throat> I think the pros were that there was a lot of yeah intense act, you know, gunplay basically when 
we had to do a particular task. Like there wasn't a shortage of enemies are coming from different directions. I think they've done a good job of the map arrangement in that regard. Like there's plenty of different spots to go high, low, left, yeah. right. Um, the enemies do, you know, do a good job of demolishing stuff and it doesn't actually feel like a, a reskin of a terrorist hunt, mm. which I think was possibly to risk. Yep. Um, the cons though, and this is seems to be an Ubisoft thing, bullet sponge. My yep. God, some of those wet enemies are bullet sponges. Um, and that might be because of the fact that I was running Ash, and I just like I don't know how it was with, with um, our Lord and Savior Tachanka, but yeah, I think <laughs> going in, you need to go in with some fairly high high powered weaponry well, to actually I, do any damage. When I pointed the oh, gun at Tachanka. the thing's head and she pulled the trigger, things went down. So I I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, fair enough. I did notice a couple of things though. Um, Ash's breaching round can be used as an air denial area denial weapon you can actually blow up multiple enemies with it oh, and the flashbangs do work oh, like, they do? i actually noticed on that oh. yeah when we were like i've got i've got footage of it when i threw a flashbang at a bunch of got, um, enemies and they were just like covering their eyes so at least it held them back for a little bit okay I, I didn't see any flashbangs working because I, i'm just going to assume that wilco didn't put them in the right spots mm, um, i can't remember what i did <laughs> I, I did i did flashbang myself once that's Sounds about right that was good um but yeah so just who, who did you play again josh just uh, uh i went as finker yep that's the new operator so yep you so were healing one of, us the, up. one of the two new ones yep. i was i was uh any time that i had the opportunity i was dropping the uh the nanobots yep powering them up mm. um the the extra uh health runs out really quickly when yeah, you're not really <laughs> Not really paying attention. No. It, just, yeah. it vanishes. And you're like, yeah. oh, I'm. If you're in the middle of a firefight, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I was, I was, so, I was with it with that when that wizard came through, and then all of a sudden it disappeared, and I pretty much went down straight away. <laughs> I almost had like one point yeah. left. Um, it was all just so chaos. I couldn't couldn't keep control of all that kind of stuff. So, Whip, what was it like watching uh, the new mode? If I had watched anyone but you, probably entertaining. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ouch! Fucking wrecked him. Look, I've watched Will go fire into thin air a lot. Uh, that will happen. Uh, but honestly, yeah, did. Uh, but honestly, <laughs> it looked quite interesting. Um, as Cal said, the spawn points looked really good. Mm. Nothing felt like it was really just repeating itself over and over again, uh, which uh, I find is, is sort of the thing for for lots of zombie modes. Like, you know, this isn't technically quote unquote not a zombie mode, but other than sort of like. You know, the the one you compare it to, you know, Call of Duty, uh, where you mm. expect that. In most other uh, horde modes and that kind of stuff, there's the, the couple of predetermined spawn points you kind of know mm-hmm. yeah. where everything comes from, it, and it, it gets it a bit does, old. It does, hark very, it does hark very similar to Left 4 Dead, though. It does yeah. remind me a lot of the team playing Left 4 Dead. Well, as, yes, as it definitely we, which is that not was bad. my first thought. As soon as we spawned Jumping in, in I'm like, like, hey, this yeah. is Left 4 Dead. Yeah, exactly. As soon as we spawned in, I'm, I looked at the, the surroundings, I'm like, Ah, I remember this game. <laughs> this was a good game. <laughs> yeah, like that was my first thought when I jumped in. Looked at, it. I'm like, hey, this looks a lot like Left 4 Dead 2. This could be a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah, this this could not be some generic shoot 'em all in a square room. Well, that was you know going thing. I think as the rooms that you had to defend, the choke points, um, they got harder mm-hmm. as you went along. Though the first one, we had that yeah. that wall we could back ourselves against. Um, plant the bomb and we were we were good. The second room, pretty much, they were coming from every direction, and that's where we started going down. Um, the third and final 
room, I guess, which is where Jaeger is. I only is. went down once. What are you talking about? I know you did, but the bad players I'm talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, it was yeah. it was hectic. He's talking about me, okay? He's no, talking about me, all right? Um, <laughs> see, I like I, I like those the, the layouts of the rooms. Um, as, as just seemed to make it a little bit more difficult as you went along. Yeah. So it's he, he's an mm. impression of what you're going to get, and then yeah, it just got harder and harder. Like that last room where yeah. Jaeger is was um, <laughs> that was a uh, that was a mess. Yeah, and <laughs> it's still, they, they do give you the three fronts. Like that that rear room yeah. was sort of so. You pretty much can take left, center, and right, but uh, but yeah, as Cal was saying too, the map itself, like there was a high ground, a definite high ground, low ground, and middle middle run. So um, yeah, rather enjoyed yeah. it. But, uh, had had we have actually had the tactical sense to go, hey, there's like kind of three areas that we can watch here. Mm. Yeah, that would have <laughs> been, uh, and we probably would have would have done a bit better there, but you know, we completed it. Yep, that's all that matters. We completed we mission it. one. Um, I was MVP. You were, and we can't really talk about repetitiveness because we've only played it the once. But it'll be interesting to see when we go through it again tomorrow night. Um, what yeah. feels familiar and what sort of lessons we can learn from it. But this is only a month, so uh, what I think twenty six days left. The counter is on the screen, so you've got that uh, urgency. Hang on, that's my first problem. Fuck off with your time to vent. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, this is 26, a decent <laughs> game mode. It is. It's great. Uh, and yeah, it's mm. 26 hours, uh, 26 days, four hours, two minutes left. Yeah, so I, so I get on it. still don't understand that. <laughs> I, I want to see what they do at the end of it, whether they just completely take it away or they go um, rotate it in every start of every new operation or what they're going to do. But No, yeah, no, fuck that. Just leave it in. <laughs> Drop out terrorist hunt for a bit because it is repetitive as shit. As enjoyable as that was, it is so fucking yeah, repetitive. Yeah. Leave an outbreak. Change up the storyline if you have to. Yeah, well, but I leave an outbreak. It, this is the start of an arc. This is what we we're talking about last episode that we we will see um, outbreak sort of be the next next mm. three missions will be a next part of the storyline. So uh, when they yeah, come out, I. Well, I'm hoping they tie it into the actual arc, the original underlying story. And we talked about this last podcast where there's really, like, the original intro has this, you know, there's this mythical terrorist organisation that can touch out wherever. And I think they need to try and tie both of them in together. Yeah, tie it into the white mask. I would be shocked if they don't, Mm. to be honest. 100% don't think I've ever watched that intro video. You should go do that when we're finished the podcast for sure. (laughs) Um, Come on, Whip, you're missing the major it's the plot only, point of the story here. You know, the, it's a it's shooting only, game. Do it's I need the plot points? No, it's the only intro that doesn't have a helicopter crashing in there. I mean, come on. I know, right? Just enjoy it for that. Well, okay, we've moved. It's, it's literally... I could watch absolutely anything else and enjoy that. Up until this point, it was an Ubisoft <laughs> game that didn't have a crashing helicopter. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed by no, that, to be honest. Um, halfway. Also, Jaeger is a shit pilot. Yeah. Just going to put that out there. So... Yeah, we were, if you, you've watched the stream, you get through the first half of the mission, they reload, you get a cutscene, or well, not a cutscene, but you get some graphics, and yeah, the helicopter goes mm. down, and I was, we were touting this as Such yeah, a shock. something different, but it happened, so. But we thought, we thought there was going to be no helicopter carnage, but yeah, Ubisoft happened. slipped it in there, they didn't. Um... And that's how you get pregnant, boys and girls. Um, exactly. So, 
Um, your helicopter goes down, <laughs> suddenly you're and... just pregnant, and you're like, but I'm a boy. It's like, it doesn't bit... matter, your helicopter went so, down. So, how did you find the needing ammo? Uh, ammo is now a currency in the game again. Um, it wasn't too bad, but I yes. was using an LMG, so. Yeah, okay, that wasn't a problem for you too much. There mm. was I, I I was rolling yeah, around with hundred round mags and seven hundred spare, so I was pretty good. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um. So, Cal, what gun was it you were using? Oh, I was using the um. Was it Ash's mainstay assault uh, rifle? Which is a, I can't remember which one yeah. it is. Yep. Yep. So that wasn't as RFLC. handy. And it was fine. I mean, the mag. No, 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 the mag, the mag, the mag size was okay. Um, you definitely do have a few clutch moments where you switch over to the handgun, um, <laughs> particularly in the close quarter stuff. The actual handgun was quite, uh, probably a little yeah. bit more effective. Mm. Um, but I did notice, I think you were having a lot more oh, fun yeah. with the shoddy than, um, we're using the, um, we're using the, um, auto shotgun. No. I'm going to say no. Hang on. Hang on. No, just the normal this pump is, action. Um, no? I literally took in his base build because I didn't get time to customize his build at all, so... I'm pretty sure it was an auto, but I could be very. very I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. I'm about yeah, to find out what I mean, it is. Um, it is the SAS G12. Yep. Yeah. A weapon shot. featured in Tom Clancy Rainbow's Six Siege by Spetsnaz recruits. Uh, it's also available for Finker Capcan oh, and Capcan. It is basically a Spaz 12. Uh, it's an auto. Okay. Semi-automatic. I was wrong. Actually, I'm it's happy. Semi-automatic. So. You, you just click. Just, just keep clicking. <laughs> um, it seemed like I never... I didn't have to reload too much. It was um, definitely, though, taking enemies down if I hit them properly. So yeah. um, Those... That yeah, was that a big problem. The, the wizard properly. that came out... Oh, did, did we know about them? Were they in the... Um, I don't think so. Because <laughs> that just came... That was a surprise. 100% looks exactly like yeah, a fucking wizard. Does. All right, he's floating yeah. with red balls in his hand. He's got like a yellowish outfit. He's a yeah. fucking wizard. And that come at the end. I, of the I'm first... sure that it was in there, but it just didn't quite explain what they do. Yeah, or give them. And an what they name. do is they fucking float around like a goddamn wizard. Yep. And they they yeah, cover your face it. in a black thing that takes a while to disappear. So yes, um, they they come on your face, and it's not nice. So Tachenka really cut it apart with the um. With the turret, that was one hundred percent. Tachanka's turret, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that thing. It's never going to be. You, you're not going to have to. You're not going to go into this game without it, to be honest. So, um, you you need our Lord and Savior Tachanka okay. to set up his turret. Yeah. So let's to just fuck shit. Let's up. talk about the other thing that's going to be in the news later on. Um, Every base operator is now given to anyone outside of the starter pack owners. It's not for the starter pack, is that right, Josh? So what? The uh, base operators that are... No. Yeah, the starter pack oh, yeah, doesn't so, get it. Yeah, starter pack doesn't get it. So if you've got starter pack, uh, upgrade. Um, but yeah, everyone else, you're all good. Yeah. So what are you telling me? Is all that fucking grinding we did Useless. on Thursday? Yeah, it was for nothing. So I could buy some fucking operators. Yep, was one hundred percent. You don't even get the renown back either. Surprise. Um, just a just a question, um, Chalmers. Um, quick mm-hmm. one. The, what, what, what is there now an upgrade um, opportunity now for people that are on starters to go? Yeah, to yeah. Standard? If you've got 
Because remember we talked about them. Uh, yeah, so I, I saw something. I can't remember where it was exactly, but they said uh, 100% uh, if you've got the starter pack, you can purchase a different mode uh, or a different one. Mm-hmm. So the next one up or whatever. And I think it might be cheaper. I don't know because... Obviously, I can't confirm or deny that. Yeah, because I tried to look this up before and um, I wanted to go from my standard edition to the complete edition and there is no way Mm. of doing it. Their actual response on the forums is you are better off buying the currency packs and using that to unlock the operators rather than buying the the, um, thing. So they're, they're basically pushing you into that. As far as the starter pack goes... If there's not, there should be a way to upgrade. But I'm, um, because yeah, because that actually affects I, I think um, renown if... gain, doesn't it? Or price of operators? Yeah. Yes, it yeah. does. Yeah, uh, price. So, so yeah, if you've got the starter, you can go to the next one. Yep. Uh, but I think if you've got mm-hmm. one of the packs that's not the starter, yeah, it's yeah, as Wilco said, it's better to just buy currency and yep. do it. They said, I think they said, you can, you gotcha. can pretty much get 10, uh, 20 operators of the base. Well, that's that's irrelevant now because everyone's got that. Um, but for yeah. the 4,200 uh, coin pack, mm. you could get uh, all 20 basically that way. So that's about 50 bucks. Mm. But yeah, so that happened and all the attachments are now free. Um, mm-hmm. It's a strange move. It's a very strange move. But they said it was linked into this price upgrade that they were doing on the base pack that it sort of fell away. I don't think it's that strange now, considering this is a three-year-old game. Yeah. But and anyone trying to jump in now, uh, as we as we really saw on Thursday when me yeah, and Pinder tried to jump behind. in, it is a huge fucking grind oh, yeah. to try and get us anywhere near a level that you guys are at, or even realistically a playable level yeah. for online competitive uh and i see this as a smart move purely because mm-hmm. the game's three years in now all right everyone else has had three years to grind if a new player picks it up during one of these sales they no longer have to do that three-year grind and they can jump straight in and play with their friends which is the good thing and i think it's a, it's a good move by them even if they are going to increase the price a yep. little bit to compensate for that then yeah so they did actually mention the fact that people mm. who bought the game and came in now we're at a distinct disadvantage because of the attachment system that they had to actually grind yeah. to get that where people who had been playing were at a distinct advantage because they'd been playing so this f- levels the field so, out yeah which is good it does so it, it's a it's a good run it's a good good thing to do but um so long as it's literally just for like the start of year three because i'm i'm more than happy to spend my ungodly amount of renown <laughs> on purchasing attachments for my weapons because I have the year 3 pass I don't have to save up the 25,000 per operator each season so 50,000 per season just to unlock the operator yeah. um, but I'm happy to drop like the pennies or whatever it is on making sure that my guns are not shit yeah. But you don't have to do that anymore. So, what do you spend? Your, well, apparently, you this, at least for this what season, what do you spend your renown on now? Like, um, if you've got season uh, pass and you've got the base game, you can buy weapon skins with renown. Okay, so that's that's so what, what they're going for. That. Okay. 
So you, you can get weapon skins. Um, but those who don't have the season passes the... can still purchase the operators they missed out on as well, I guess. Yeah, they can. Uh, there, There is a certain... Even if you don't have the game, there is a level that literally gives you everything that's happened until now. Okay. So. Okay, cool. But apparently, doesn't matter. Just don't buy the starter edition. You'll be fine. Cal, you've got the starter edition, haven't you? Yep. <laughs> That's right. And with yours is no, the starter upgrade edition Upgrade that bad boy. Uh, no. Sorry, I was up? I put the full one. Oh. I got the full one. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. My dad's the other person so, with the starter edition. Yeah. Cal, you'll have to let us know how you go uh, if you decide to upgrade or not, and if you can, let us know. Well, I was just look, um, looking up at the FAQ um, about the starter edition, and the short answer is that, no, you can't. You basically they, they recommend going and purchasing the four thousand two hundred and yeah. nine hundred and twenty R six credit bundle, and doing it that way. So oh really? Yep. You can't. There's no. It's just that's, that's quite an expensive access to bundle though, isn't it? From memory. Yeah, but I think it's fifty <laughs> bucks Amer Australian, which converts to I, I'll I'll get that confirmed, but mm. that converts to pretty much the price of the upgrade anyway. Yeah. Because that, that is enough to unlock the 10 attackers and 10 defenders, which is what you've got in the standard edition now anyway. Mm. Yeah. I'll, I'll just check the shop because I've, I've still got the game yeah. open. Except this damn Skype thing's in the way. <laughs> yeah, I hate Skype. But anyway. We'll put that, we'll put that um, down there. Uh, I'll quickly check that. What's, you keep going. What's your highlights from Ghost Recon U1? Give us some happy birthday highlights. Watching Wilco get That's his ass kicked by the fucking Predator. That was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed that. The predator. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't the only one getting my ass handed so, to me. Was it the 4200 yeah, Rainbow yeah. Six credit? Yeah. Okay. I'll just move that Sky fucking thing out of the way again. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, so it's uh, $54.45 Australian. That's which is. Yeah, but that's, like I said, that's about the price of the... Yeah, what, combining, like, that and and the cost of the starter edition, then... You're at the 70... You've, you've got the base... Yeah, you've got the base mm, game yeah. there. But considering how, like, yeah. low the base game is getting nowadays... When it's it's kind of bullshit. Like, I could run straight into EB right now and pick up the base game on PS4 for, like, 40 bucks. Yeah, well, you can get it in the 2 yeah. for 40 sale. Well, JB. JB yeah, JB's yeah, got it in the 2 for 40 sale as well. Which you can then buy that, use that key to upgrade it. I'm assuming if you put that key in, it'll just upgrade it rather than give you two, like, got two copies of the game. So. It'll probably just give you two copies of the game. Yeah, but it'll. And just make sure you open the right fucking one. <laughs> well, you just hide it on your Uplay account anyway. So there is a way around it. If you do find yeah, it cheap true. enough, that's probably a better way just to repurchase the whole standard edition. But. Yeah, I, yes. I would thought that the smarter option is, uh, hey. Especially happening in the top right corner of the screen, you're in the starter pack. This is what you get if you go to the full pack. Upgrade now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Ubi. Add, add an upgrade for those people that have the starter pack that want to not have hey, the starter Josh, pack. Hey, Josh, do anymore. you think um, the helicopters are a metaphor for Ubisoft servers of the past? <laughs> At this stage, yes. Actually, <laughs> since we're bringing up Ubisoft service, that gives me an interesting question for this game. This game is three years old now. Yes. It's yeah. got to be starting to near its end of life for Ubisoft. 
No. No, no. they said 10 years. You didn't listen to the last episode. I wasn't in the last episode. They've got a 10-year plan now. They've got a full 10-year plan. I legitimately don't see how they're going to milk this for 10 years. Is it the current... Uh, they're on the road that's, to 100 that's what operators. I'm saying. The current so. advertising is they're on the road to 100 operators. There will be 100 operators and they're doing two... Look, yeah, no, no. I, content-wise, yes. I can see how they could put enough content to last 10 years if they're frugal enough with their content updates. But I don't see how they're going to financially keep this game going for that long. Uh, it's the yearly yeah. passes. Which I bought this for one. current one. Um, and then the... The money they're making off the um, special skins and stuff like that. And look at Outbreak. Yeah. You can only get those packs by the four free ones by buying them. And hmm. Exactly. It's the way they're going to... It's, it's Unless you bought the advanced edition, you get 10. Yeah. So I feel like if they keep... But that's only for new customers. I feel like if they keep pushing that marketing perspective of just stopping the, the free extra content and literally just oh. doing nothing but paid stuff... They're still free. Extra They're going to start pissing people off real quick. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, I don't mind paying for a season pass or a DLC or whatever and then getting my content out of that, you know, my extra operators, my game mode, whatever. But then paying for skins on top of that, while I understand is yeah. Ubisoft's way of making money off the game to keep it running, pisses me off as a consumer. Yeah. It's paying twice for things that I... And I, I know we worked this out once when Outbreak was announced, how much money it would cost you to get every piece of Outbreak gear. Yeah, $154 on, or $159. Yeah, on top of my DLC price. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yes. stuff you don't it's need. It's insane. I know it's stuff you don't need, but it's content that's then locked behind an extra $150 wall, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Mm. And with Outbreak, uh, you've got, what, like 29 days yeah. to get that. Yeah, content. it's yeah. not even like it's a real it's long event that you can just slowly buy the packs for over time. You've got a month to drop 150 bucks on it. Either we back. There's no and for those of us like myself that gets paid monthly, that's fucking garbage because i got to drop 160 bucks. <laughs> there yeah. is, right there is no there. way this isn't coming back in some way, shape or form at some stage. Oh, <laughs> No chance. 100% it's coming back, but will it? allow you to get the old outbreak gear i assume it will have to because and it, even if it does up. come back and allows you to get the more outbreak uh, old outbreak gear are they just going to add more that i then have to spend even more money on trying to get yep because the more content yeah. they add to those loot hey, boxes the lower my chances oh, are of getting the that's piece of gear that i want hey we'll okay. money yeah. we'll okay we need to let we need to let, we need to let um let whip uh loose on uh, piranha games yep I know online. all about those MechWarrior boxes. <laughs> I was in the beta for that game when they were testing those fucking boxes. We oh, could talk man, about that for a long while, but let's but, not. Look, that's he, another podcast. Well, that's that's not Tom Clancy. That's BattleTech. The, the, so. the that's that's another it, podcast. The positive side of it. Yeah, all that's another. Ob- is the fact that they do adopt the system of no duplicates. Once you get it, it's out of the loot pool. Yeah. So. You but can, if that is that is look, good, the part that I is a good like thing is... that I can't get duplicates. But at the same time, Overwatch just had that for a while now, yeah, and that doesn't make my loot boxes feel any less shit. No. no, look, I'd prefer them to put up these. These are the X amount of cosmetics you can pay three dollars, two dollars, one dollar, whatever, yeah. and buy the ones you want rather than the chance to get them. That is stupid. I don't mind you 100%. winning. 
the chance of something in game, or they say he's the four. Yeah, look, if he's the four, that actually season. that would be a way they could do it. That I would like if they made it as a part of this like month long limited outbreak event. That at the end of the game, we got random loot out of it. Yeah, and then that was a random chance to get the items I wanted. Yep. I'd be more comfortable with that because then I'm not paying for those boxes. I'm just 100%. getting them through the course of paying, like playing the content that I've already yep. paid for, and I'm or, okay with that. Yeah. Or use your UB Club challenges to pick out three or four or five of the items each week. Yeah, that's a good and idea. Say, yeah. Do these challenges yeah. get this item? That's yeah, that's a good idea too. Make hey, use of that be... system that they've got sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, UB Australia, listen to us. No, we we know what's we up. Don't know anything. Yeah, but um. So we don't, but listen to us anyway. But, okay, so <laughs> I, I just, I said this with H1C1 all the time, they don't give you the chance to win the stuff in-game, and this is my problem with those Outbreak packs. They give mm. you the four free ones, yeah, cool. Let us grind over this thing and get the stuff. So, anyway, mm. back to the question I threw out there. Whips, we've said that me dying to the predator over and over again was his highlight of the happy birthday year one <laughs> go shrink on cal what was. what was your big highlight of um year one of go shrink on um probably finishing the bloody thing to be honest um i wouldn't know, um, what, I I would know what that's like <laughs> no i still haven't done no, that yet no no well yeah, you know either. you're you're among a rare group um <laughs> it's it, it it was actually a very well thought out game the the, the pve element of it and the and the storyline was very well developed there's a lot to do they added more to it with us not having to pay a thing which i thought was even more excellent um and they've done that a couple of times so i think that that part of it was the general highlight yeah. of it and watching and and watching wilco blow himself up that, there's that a was common just, thread here and i don't like it <laughs> that's always good it's um, hmm. always it's entertaining but he usually fucks up the mission when he blows himself up and and that gets a little frustrating <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, as someone that wasn't a part of that Predator mission, it was great to see Wilco <laughs> blow himself up. Oh, my God. So. Um, Josh, <laughs> what was your highlight of the what year, first year of me blowing myself up game? Ghost Recon. <laughs> um, just generally just being a menace yeah. in Colombia, really. Um, just... Uh, Basically, as soon as I got the game, I'm like, this is Ghost Recon, Columbia Drift. (laughs) I love it. Uh, (laughs) The driving controls really aren't uh, that bad. No, I... No, they're actually really good. Um, Like, for... Like, on on PC, 100%, if you want to drive properly, you need a controller. I drive fine with the keyboard, man. Learn to use the handbrake. Yeah, Yeah, good scrub. (laughs) But when it comes to like flying stuff, like I like to have the controller. It's just, it's just how I do. Um, but driving with a controller on PC, uh, jumping out, throwing the controller down, grabbing the keyboard, mouse, and then blasting a couple of Sicarios. It's, yep, great. It's so good. I love it. And then there's all the times that you're like, okay, let's do this stealthy, and then Wilkin <laughs> runs in and just starts shooting up the place, and you're like. Alright. All the times you're like, hey, this is going really well, and you hear, oh, fuck. And you turn around, and Wilco's blown something up. Yeah. If you see four for a reason, why do you not use it? Generally himself, but, you know. Um, Because there are times to see four things and times that you just end up getting yourself killed instead. 
the best exactly. part of the first year of Ghost exactly. Recon, besides the Predator stuff, which just blew me away that they actually went ahead and did that and put it in game, um, was the whole co-op nature of the whole game for the year. And it, that's what's got me excited about yeah. Far Cry 5. And I thought not a Tom Clancy game, but it's a Ubisoft oh, game. Dude, I get to play that soon and I am so yeah. excited. So I... I I pre-ordered that the other the day. Only I'm thing so keen. I really want is if they, for some reason, in year two, decide to go. Well, we've given you four player co-op for so long. Have sixteen player co-op. Have four groups of four. You can go anywhere on the map and just run amok. So you don't have to be working together. You can be doing a mission over here. They can be doing a mission over there. They can be doing a mission over there. And then you can cross paths and all that kind of stuff. I just, I, I'm over four players. I'm over three players. I just want it bigger. Like, we just run into so many problems where, yeah. oh, you can't play with us tonight because we've already got our squad. We've always got five or six or seven, and it, it's always yeah. an issue. Every every time, I'm like, okay, guys, so it goes recon night. It's like, oh, we've already got four. Yep, it's like, that's fine. It, so. I'll just play uh, play with my willy. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, speaking of, we didn't touch on that. I uh, hope we didn't touch on that because I don't know about it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. For, uh, for outbreak. Out- Outbreak three people has dropped the three player. That's fucking yeah. stupid. I assume it's a storyline uh, based problem with that. Um, I don't know. Uh, look, all you have to do is rewrite it for an extra fucking person if that's the case. Yeah. But three is just generally stupid for any kind of horde mode game like that because then it's just it's it throws off the numbers for things. Like it's hard to guard a room with three people when there's four entrances. Yeah, that's why they want. And like it just like. Yeah. Like I get there's a difficulty thing in that and yeah sure that's that's cool but there is no there is totally no reason they couldn't make the game that little bit harder to add in a fourth player and make co-op nice and even like having odd number co-op is is just frustrating. It is frustrating. It is. It is. Like even though like it when you play the game it does make sense that there's three people. It's like that extra fourth person would really fucking yeah, it help, would help out. out, and that's probably why they don't do it. Because <laughs> you, you could have like the medic, and then the other people, <laughs> especially do their like, thing. when you consider <laughs> so the fact that most of the people playing this event aren't going to be teams of like one or two people. A lot <laughs> of the people playing this event are going to be teams of four or five that play the multiplayer on a pretty regular basis. That are going to go into this and go, exactly, hey, there's. Yeah. There's there's five of us in, in three three yeah. slots. Um, yeah. The, the obviously yeah. the easy option would be to make it scalable. Um, obviously that wasn't yeah. an option. Mm. But yeah, I, I do always find it confusing when you have the big thing with Destiny was you can play a raid with six, you can play a raid with uh, oh, sorry a, a patrol or a strike with three, you can play PvP with four, but there's nothing that matches up. You can't just go, oh, let's go play this now. Oh, hold on, mm. we've got to kick someone out. We've got to. So it's the same with this, I guess. You're playing in, uh, multiplayer. Let's go play Outbreak. Oh, two of you have to either go find someone else or. Um... Yeah. I'm all good with setting like multiplayer stuff yeah. at five, six, whatever. Just if you do a PvE thing, make sure that it's the same fucking yeah. number of people. That's in your PvP. But it scales... Yeah. yeah. Like, if you've got five PvE people, and it's like, alright, let's do a bit of Outbreak uh, before we go to bed, or something, it's like, well, two of you have to fuck off. Um, you don't even have two even teams that are five people. No. Like, I get five-man mm. teams for, for PvP. Um, that's that's relatively common thing. It has been for a long, long time, having either 5v5 or 6v6 kind of thing. 
But yeah. it's if it doesn't even leave me with two even teams if if we go to play Outbreak, it's annoying as fuck. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So bump bump that outbreak up to five person, but like have it scale in difficulty from the yeah. third person. Like if you've got four, it's a little bit more mm. difficult. Because you've got a fourth. If you've got five, it's a bit more yeah. difficult than again. It's not even that hard to make it slightly people. more difficult. All you got to do is up their health. Give them slightly yeah. a bit more health, a bit more defense each time you add an extra person, or up the spawn rate slightly, and the game's immediately harder. Yeah. Obviously, uh, hmm. But on the reverse as well, like obviously make it a bit easier if you've only got two people. Yeah. yeah. I- if you're doing it in one person, you're on your yeah. fucking own body. Get some friends. I but, honestly wanted to jump yeah. in this afternoon and have a bit of a run before we got on, but obviously I couldn't because I was by myself. Mm. So, look. I, d- I did run a bit of Lone Wolf just so that I could see uh, Elite Ash's yeah. um, <laughs> end thing, which literally she's just on the phone, <laughs> fucking millennials. Come on, get a life. But, uh, <laughs> okay, Let, let's let's finish yeah. it there. Let's Before we go into the news, we've got a little special... Um, pre-recorded bit for you uh so i got to catch up with the lovely yes. weezer on the weekend uh which he is massive in the destiny community uh used to have his own podcast he also is a moderator on any of the big name division streamers or just general some of the general streamers like uh he actually i think skill up he's one of the, he helps with that uh Arix and all these other ones he's but yep. also mainly the division itself so he's uh on their uh, Twitch, uh, he's one of the moderators there, State, State of the, the game. game. So he's one of the people who've got to try and control that salt. So, um, he was an ETF member uh, in ETF Bravo, helped basically come up with the idea of Rogue 2.0. So, uh, I will not... S- so, blame him it. if you don't so like I have, it. Oh, I've what? got this little half hour <laughs> chat with him, so I hope you guys enjoy. Okay, welcome everybody. We have a special guest this week, Weezer. How are you going, Weezer? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, excellent. He's right on the other side of the world, so this is going to be fun. We never know <laughs> what's going to happen at this stage. Um, Weezer, can you explain to us a little bit about who you actually are in the Division community, or I guess in the internet community as a whole? Yeah, well, as it pertains to the Division community, I guess... Um... Probably not long after release of the game, it just so happened that the work that I had made it uh, very easy for me to be in just about every stream that Hamish did um, not long after (laughs) release. Uh, I worked third shift and that was perfect timing for him being in Sweden. Uh, And I just um, I just started being someone that was in the chat every night, uh, talking in chat, helping people answer questions. And that kind of uh, rolled over into Hamish asking me to be. Uh, a moderator for the channel, and I've been doing that for oh, almost uh, coming up on two years now. We just celebrated two years of the game, so I'm probably a good year and six, eight months within uh, being a moderator. Uh, and that kind of turned so you... into a. Uh... Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, were you one of those people like myself that was three months, two months out in reading everything about the division at that stage and hyped up about it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I watched a lot of the division before release. I was part of the uh, the closed beta and the open beta as well. Was super excited about the release of the game because it was a it was a game that I had never uh, I'd never really played those kind of games before. Before the division, I was uh, mostly a competitive sports gamer. 
I did a lot of um, NHL and Madden, FIFA, things like that. And so looter shooters were something new to me. Uh, I didn't get into Destiny 1. Um, and so the division was a little more of a realistic looter shooter. And like I said, tried it out during the closed beta and absolutely loved it and have been playing it ever since. Yeah, I think that's when I fell in love with it too. I was a bit up in the air about it and then closed beta. It just something clicked in my head and I sunk 200 hours in the first month and was yeah. disgusting. But um, you, you did mention we've just now hit two-year anniversary of the game and there's a whole heap of stats here as well on it. Can you believe how well it's bounced back in that oh, two years? man, absolutely. I mean, 1.8 has brought a, a ton of players back. It's, it's rejuvenated uh, the community uh, as a whole. Uh, and I think, um, you know, all of the updates that we've had have, have, you know, come with their ups and downs. But I think um, I think 1.8 has really put the game back on top. You know, uh, some of the stats they were showing 20 million unique players since the launch is it's amazing. Uh, it so is. it's really cool yes. to be a part of that. That's it. And they're talking about double the engagement increase since 1.8, which is yeah. phenomenal, to be honest, um, for any Absolutely. kind of engagement people out there. Um so you, you mentioned you've been a moderator for The Division over with Hamish um, mm-hmm. for almost two years now. What else, have, what else have you been doing with The Division since then when I rudely interrupted you? Oh, no. Um, I guess after uh, probably the m- most thing that people would know me for after uh, being a moderator is uh, I was part of ETF uh, Bravo, the elite task force that went to Red Storm in North Carolina yep. to help work on uh, 1.6. Uh, I did that. It was an amazing experience. Um, just how passionate all the studio teams were there. It was a really good opportunity to get in there, uh, you know, kind of see behind the curtains everything that it took to uh, to make changes to the game. Um, and that was an unbelievable experience. Uh, was super excited that I was uh, a part of it with some other great community people. Um, and so, yeah, I, I guess um, the other thing would be the, I guess, quote-unquote, things that I uh, helped do as far as 1.6 that we're seeing now um, is the Rogue 2.0 mechanics that we got. um, I guess that would have been in 1.7, 1.8, 1.8. 1.8. Yeah, 1.8 were ideas that I had given. One of our workshops that we had had was based on um, Rogue mechanics and how, how the Dark Zone worked. Um, and they were really trying to find uh, an idea to keep from people running manhunt, things like that, and more of a PvP engagement. And so um, they kind of went around the table and people giving ideas, and I kind of came up with the idea of Rogue 2.0, um, yep. how we have it now. It's kind of a watered-down version of what my original idea was, but it's it's somewhat basically uh, the idea that I gave it at uh, ETF. So before I go into Rogue 2.0, what kind of a feeling is that when you, you give a suggestion to a developer in a, a an area like the ETF or the situation like the ETF, and then all of a sudden, what, four months, five months down the track, you see that finally implemented into the game? Absolutely, yeah. To see that come to fruition was pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, I didn't get any indicator that um, they were using that. Um, and before they did some of the uh, streams, uh, I guess that would have been after 1.7, um, talking about the new Rogue mechanic, um, the other ETF members that were there with me at the time uh, were messaging me as I'm listening to them. I'm <laughs> like, is this, is this really happening? Are they doing basically what 
what I had given them as an idea. Uh, and yeah, like I said, it's it was slightly watered down. And, you know, I, there's some things that they didn't implement that I, I wish they would have. Who knows? We might yep. see it in the future. There is a future. But yeah, it was, it was really cool to see them them take that feedback and, and put it into the game. Excellent. You mentioned a few other ETF members. I've got to ask, is Tinks as lovely in person as what she's on the podcast? Tinks is amazing. Uh, she's such a nice person. Uh, also got to meet Remy. Uh, Remy came down. He wasn't part of ETF, but uh, he was there he with was us there. hanging out. So, yeah, it's it was awesome to meet those two. I I was a big Bombshell Jackets fan back when it was uh, Tinks and Lady of Legend. Um, and yep. me and, if you know Sage, Orange Hero Sage, were traveling to <laughs> yes. E3. Uh, this year and we're going to hang out with uh, Tinks and and Remy ah, while we're in LA. Super jealous. Looking forward to Very it. Super jealous. Yeah. Uh, back in the good old days when Lady was around. Yeah, I do remember hearing an interview with you on Sage on that yeah. podcast, I believe. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Um so I honestly with Rogue 2.0, um I couldn't believe some of the things they put in back at the start of the game like the fact that to go rogue you had to shoot someone that gave you an, a distinct advantage before um you actually got to to fire back at them like it all this stuff seems to be common sense what what's the reaction from the community been like to what they've implemented into but what's your personal reactions to it obviously it's your little baby as well yeah i think i think during the testing phase and early on a lot of people were very suspect of rogue 2.0 there were a lot of people that very worried about how it, and it and to be honest it was mostly I would say, in my opinion, it was mostly rogue players, PvP players, uh, that yeah. wanted to go rogue that were most concerned with the changes of uh, 2.0. And I, I can tell you, honestly, I got a lot of heat early on when people found out that it was <laughs> no. kind of my thing. Um, because at ETF, that's, that's really what I wanted to do was give PvP players a reason to go rogue and go manhunt, but also kind of level the playing field because you know much like you said um rogues getting the jump on you and ganking you uh, by the time you had time to react especially if you were a solo player or outnumbered in a group you know it was a real disadvantage uh, i can say for myself there were plenty of times where i was dead before i even had a chance to react um, yeah exactly and so i tried to want to wanted to try to turn that tide a little bit uh, with rogue 2.0 so I was expecting the reaction from rogue PvP players, and I've, I've discussed it with a lot of them on Twitter. Um, and you know, I, I get a lot of "you're not a PvP player" that kind of stuff. But, but I, I entertain those conversations because, like I tell most of them, um, I want their feedback. Uh, their feedback can only, you know, be good, even though I know they're that they're upset. Uh, but us discussing that is going to lead to the changes. It's going to hopefully benefit you know both pve and pvp pvp players so uh so their feedback is definitely valid uh although sometimes it can be a little hostile but i'm okay with <laughs> that's that that's it it's it's more it's got to be what you say not how you say it for some of these people absolutely but, yeah um i think no one can deny how much like in a game like this the players feedback influences the game and especially obviously with rogue 2.0 so mm -hmm. uh, the best thing people can ever do is give feedback uh because yeah. massive and 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 the subsidiaries of massive massive working on the division will listen they've proven that yeah. time and time again so yeah um, I've, I've seen it firsthand i mean they're always on the forums they're on reddit they're on twitter uh they're watching streamers 
Um, when we were at Red Storm, there was a room that looks like something out of a military base where they just have screens yep. everywhere and they're just watching all the streamers. I'm not talking about just the top streamers. I'm talking about people that have just a few people following them or watching them. They're watching everybody and listening to that feedback and, and watching chat. So, um, wow. yeah, they're always watching. Oh, that's that's impressive, to be honest, and really cool. Uh, so what did what what did we miss out in Rogue 2.0 that you really wanted to see in there that would have improved it? Well, if I can do my best to try to give you a quick rundown of the idea that I had for Rogue yeah. 2.0 was um, basically I wanted to give both PvP and PvE players um, something to fight for on a level playing field. Um, the the rogue toggle was not part of my original idea neither was uh the friendly fire change where you had you know 20 people fighting a, a team of rogues and just spamming grenades and it not hurting non-rogue players that wasn't part of mine as well um yeah. originally what my idea was was uh if a team went in and went rogue um, and then eventually went manhunt, that manhunt would trigger an event. And at the time, I called it a rogue reward supply drop. Uh, and so basically, the way we have supply drops now is they will come in and they will hit the ground, and they're on the ground for a specific amount of time. And once that timer runs out, the supply drop is gone. That's how we have it now. Yeah. Um, so the rogue supply drop idea would be once a team went manhunt, the the rogue reward supply drop would be triggered and it would, we'll say for instance, it would hit at Bryant Park. And when it hit at Bryant Park, it had no timer. So anybody can fight for it. There is no friendly fire. So everybody's fighting one another. Um, yeah. You're trying to stop the rogue team from getting the supply drop. Uh, and the reason the rogues would want the supply drop is that it, it would have a chance to have rogue vanity items in it. You could have a full six-piece vanity item rogue set makes you look like a badass in the DZ. So rogues wow. would want to get that supply drop in order to get those vanity items. The PvE players, or at the time I called them DZ sheriffs, they yep. would want to kill the rogues and get the supply drop because for them, it would have DZ Sheriff vanity items to make you look like, you know, a big silver sheriff badge and a duster jacket, stuff like that. And so you would want to get it in order to stop them from getting their rogue vanity items. But since there would be no, the, the friendly fire change wasn't in there, for instance, we'll say uh, you show up as a rogue and you try to get the supply drop. So I would kill you to stop you from getting it, and then I would try to get it, but that doesn't mean another team of non-rogues move in and see me getting it, and now they toggle rogue to kill me to stop me from getting it. <laughs> so it was an endless loop of teams trying to fight over this crate with the chance of getting something rare out of it. Uh, wow. A lot of people had the concerns of, what are you going to do if somebody camps that area or whatever for the, for the crate or whatever? So... I had talked about the idea of maybe a, a team of four hunters spawning to fight teams that showed up to get the crate as well, but that was just, you know, the particulars of it. That wasn't like really a core part of the idea. That was just, you know, some added things to, to try to mitigate the chance of anybody trying to figure out a way to cheese it or anything like that. But that was the yeah. basic idea, was causing something very rare in the dark zone that everybody would want to fight over, whether you were PvP or PvE, you wanted it. So wow, that was the that basic idea. Sounds pretty cool. I've had a 
not a similar idea, but I had the idea of uh, like world bosses in the dark zone, so you could fight on mm-hmm. either side. So if you're a rogue, like it was one of the turret tanks, um, one of the armored, sorry, um, vehicles turned up, and yeah, PVE the the um, non rogues would be fighting against it, and the rogues would obviously fight with it for obviously some mm-hmm. rare loot. But that rare loot sounds pretty awesome, and I'd love cosmetic stuff like that to be achievable in the game. That'd be unreal. Yeah. The the idea kind of got um, swayed around as me and uh, Keith Evans, uh, one of the uh, developers at Red Storm, uh, we had talked about like we eventually got the terminal that basically takes care of your manhunt. That was something that me and him talked about after our original workshop around Rogue 2.0, and that's yeah. kind of where we got uh, Rogue 2.0 was from some of those other discussions after the uh, workshop, but... Uh, so far, you know, I think a lot of the people that were super concerned with it at first have, you know, kind of mellowed out and kind of accepted how it is. And, and I've seen some really good fights. I know the rogue players were really concerned with just just getting ganked by teams of, you know, 16 other players coming after, their, <laughs> after them. But I've seen, some, I've seen some rogue teams that have fought off the server pretty well. So Yeah, well, that's it. It's yeah. a, it raises that skill ceiling and makes... Um skilled players obviously yeah Yeah. really show off their skills so that's a really good thing so with the other changes that came with uh rogue 2.0 what's your highlights of those are you in the underground more or what what's stood out to you yeah i was super into the underground when it first dropped um and it's really good because they added so many different things with resistance and skirmish uh the hunters and underground that uh, i haven't really gotten burnt out on any of the you know specific content uh running global events while the global event is live and that kind of takes you away from underground or skirmish or resistance and you're just grinding the heck out of the global event and once you do that for you know at the time for a week by the time you're done with that, you're like, hey, I'm ready to go back and do some underground. I haven't done underground in a week. So I haven't really gotten burnt out on any of the content yet. Uh, I just started doing a little bit of skirmish because I'm I'm generally not the biggest PvP player in these type of games, even though I come from a, like I said, a competitive sports background that yep. was, you know, PvP. Um, PvP in shooters is not my forte. I'm usually getting folded constantly. Uh, but I've had, you know, I've had some luck here recently. I started trying to put together a PvP build, uh, and it's worked out okay uh, so far. Still some tweaking and and learning to do, but I'll get there. Nice. And what what do you make of the uh, month of global events at the moment? You, I, I just thought that was a brilliant idea, to be honest, to be able to give some people a chance to go back and play and get the original stuff, but um, you, uh, yeah. you're getting sucking you back into global events again. Absolutely, I, I'm. I stream uh, and play on all three platforms, all PS4, Xbox, and PC, and so that is a really hard thing to do when you're grinding global events because uh, the first few global events I was just strictly on Xbox and I neglected the PC and the PlayStation and vice versa on some of the others. So now that they're rolling around for me and and for everyone, obviously, it, it gives me the chance to grind those global events on the other platforms. So I'm trying to get uh, a Lone Star and a Deadeye set on PC and PlayStation. I've got them on Xbox, so uh, I'm looking forward to doing uh, the global events as they roll out each weekend. Uh, so, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Seems like everybody else is as well. Everybody on my friends list is on the division, which is good. Oh, it's great to see, isn't it? Especially in this time where we've just had Monster Hunter come out and there's a few big titles coming out at the end of this month which are going to drag yeah. people away. So, yeah. 
Um, they mm-hmm. they really seem to have hit a very good spot where they can bring people back in um, whenever they want to now, which is something that obviously games like Destiny are struggling with at the moment. So uh, mm-hmm. shout out to Massey for doing a great job with that. Now, absolutely. What what do you see as the future? We're in this weird state where we're celebrating the second anniversary of the game and we don't know what's coming forward next year. Like, do you expect we get a couple big expansions, a lot of little stuff, or just nothing for a while? Yeah, I don't know. I've been asked this quite a bit. And, you know, myself, I would love to see some year three stuff. I, You know, I've had ideas of stuff that I would like to see. I haven't really thought about it in depth of everything I would love to see, but I would love for there to be a year three. If they could give the community some of the things they wanted. Like I said, I'm not the biggest PvP player, but if they could add you know, custom match skirmish or custom match last stand, uh, PVP stuff. So you could get kind of a, you know, if you could do custom matches within skirmish and do a competitive scene between, you know, known people within the division, you know, whatever, that would be awesome. Um, I would love to see, um, if you could do custom match skirmish and do a free for all, you know, eight people out there. (laughs) Who's the, who, who has the baddest build? Let's see who can do that. Um, those kind of things would be really cool to see. Um, I hope that happens. Um, my instinct kind of thinks that, you know, we started off the division really strong and it's, you know, it's been a roller coaster ride. We've been up and down and, you know, uh, everybody has been on this journey. And now that 1.8 is here and the game is in a really good state, I see them doing small patches and fixes and things like that. And, you know, me going to E3, I, that's probably selfish of me, but I really hope that we get some kind of announcement that there's a Division 2 coming. And the Division, as we know it now, uh, we just continue on this ride for the next, you know, the remainder of this year, uh, getting fixes, getting updates, you know, small things uh, like that. Um, and that's that's what I see. Um being ETF, I can tell you right up front, we don't know. We have no clue. Uh, we're in the dark, just like everybody else. Um, but if they were to, if they were to come out and say, you know what, we're going to hold off on Division Two, we're going to keep pushing uh, this one, and we're going to add these things, I, you know, I would be super excited for that as well. So, uh, hopefully, we'll we'll know soon. Uh, yeah. Division or or E three is right around the corner in a few months, and uh, uh, we'll see. That's scary how close that thing is getting. Um, I just started planning out. What What's your thoughts? Of... What What do you want to see? What do I want to see? Flip this, I'm going to flip this discussion. A, what do you want to see? You're a good podcaster, aren't you? Um, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm I'm similar to you. I I half don't want a division two at this stage. I just want them to extend mm-hmm. on division one. But I do want more story, which that sounds contradictory on itself. So I I don't know whether they can extend the story without doing a division two at this stage, but. Um, I right. think survival has been fairly neglected, mm-hmm. and I think that's due mm-hmm. for like the underground treatment where they really vamp that up and get people excited about survival again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm happy with like we they can saying, do some cool things with that. I, they can, and and it's sort of that area where um, battle royale is big at the moment, and it it leans mm-hmm. fairly heavily into that, so they can really become the triple A space of of battle royale if they do it right. But uh, I love the fact that it's it is PVE in there as well, which you don't get in much much of that style of game these days. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, look, other than that, I, I really do need more story. That's what's stopping me from going deep into the division at the moment. Like I can play it every other weekend, mm-hmm. and when the boys are on, and we can run Lexington a hundred million times. But 
like some more story, which like I, I, I see them having to do a division two, and they're very right. quiet at the moment. So I think there is something big that they're waiting to announce. Um, and this sort of end of the this month of global events is sort of leading up to something. We just don't know what at this stage. And anything... so you're making me feel like my E3 uh, <laughs> dream might come might come to fruition. Well, I like it. Well, yeah, like uh, they would have said something by now if they just had content coming for you three and i know um yannick has teased at something being announced for you three soon but as mm. we just commented before it's in such a good place where you can play global mm. event for a week and then you can go play underground and then you can go play all like last stand and all these other different things and the incursions are probably something that's not pulling me in as much anymore so maybe there's a mm. there's a chance there to vamp them up but they've got the, the game in a good spot so why why do too much i guess until the division two is ready for us so you're probably right i have a confession to make about that when you talk about incursions and my confession that i don't tell a lot of people is the only time that i have ever done stolen signal the incursion yeah was when i was at etf i've never done it since don't worry it wouldn't never done it only person like the incursions were what (laughs) probably gave me the worst taste in my mouth when i stepped away from it for a while which is back around oh. 1.2 1.3 yeah um <laughs> who doesn't remember falcons uh, lost oh man. my goodness we we banged our head against that for about three hours falcon lost on hard and got nothing for it ah. because we died on the last wave over and over again and oh man uh, we had a solid group of five or six that would rotate in and out and just not nah, all of us walked away at that point but obviously kept an eye on it in the background still listened to podcasts like bombshell jackets and kept up with the state mm-hmm. of the game when i could and look 1.6 was that turning point i think 1.7 was brilliant and 1.8 was amazing so we yeah. the same group and plus a few others uh you, you know mcdad he's the one who got us together we we play with him and a few others and yeah whenever we can at the moment so it is like we said in a beautiful spot and they can take it for as long as they want until the division two is ready i think at the current stage so yeah that's that's kind of why i've said and i feel like if you you were going to step away from the game and and kind of prepare for the future uh what better time to step away when it's you know when it's at a really good state exactly so i think you're right i think you're going to be very lucky man to be sitting there in in the in the crowd i assume at ubisoft press conference to Mm. hear some really good news so i i still think it's probably a little bit early but no it's probably not because it is the third year i guess so Oh, well. yeah. um, so we are getting towards half hour. That's I would love to talk to you for heaps more, but um, I'm sweating here <laughs> in Australia. We're in the middle of summer. Uh, it's the middle of the day, and it's not very fun. But um, what have you got planned for the future? Like, I, I know you're a mod for many other fairly large content creators as well. Um, like, what's the life of an internet celebrity like yourself like at the moment? <laughs> Uh, I really enjoy it. You know, the the thing that probably keeps me uh, involved the most, to be honest, is the community. Uh, I enjoy uh, getting in in the streams and just chatting with people about the games, uh, the division, uh, or or whatever else. Uh, I'm trying to do that more and more. Uh, I've also been dabbling in streaming myself. I have a really good setup. Uh, just pinning down a schedule yep. is probably the biggest thing. We're in the process of moving in the next uh, you know, month. Uh, and once we get into uh, our new house and I get my full setup, I'm going to try to do that on a daily basis. Uh, also been helping my son. I have an 11-year-old son who is like a prodigy at Fortnite. It makes me furious how good he oh, is um, yeah. because I, I'm average at best and he uh, he's pretty ridiculous. So uh, I play with him quite a bit. So, yeah, like I said, it's mostly... Um, 
being involved with the community on Twitter, on streams. Uh, enjoy doing that and helping promote whoever I can. Uh, good, solid, positive people within the community. Uh, and like I said, I'm trying to get uh, to do a little more streaming myself. Uh, nice. That's very exciting stuff. And esports is coming soon. I'm I'm an <laughs> NHL player. Yep. Uh, esports is supposedly picking up NHL yep. uh, and a few other games. So I'm I'm going to try to do that. Um, I was uh, in 2009 when they first started doing competitive uh, NHL for EA. Uh, I GM'd and helped run uh, the fifth best team on PlayStation in the world. Wow. Uh, and we were a top 10 team for about seven years. And I still play with some of those guys. Uh, I've been playing with them since 2008. Uh, and, you know, we talk uh, just about every week and we still play NHL quite a bit. So there are a few of us that are going to try to make a run at doing this uh, esports uh, when it's announced uh, at the end of the regular NHL season. So. Uh, gonna try to do that. Do do Australians watch NHL? Mm, do you watch hockey? No, I tried to watch some of the Winter Olympics hockey, and I fell away. Um, there is there is <laughs> definitely a following of it. All the American sports have followed pretty well out here. Um, right. We we are getting our A League, which is our soccer or football um, thing, are mm-hmm. getting they're getting an e sports version, E League. Um, apparently at the moment as mm. well. So we're dib- dabbling our toes in and out. AFL is our other big football code. Uh, it's They're basically mm. buying a whole heap of esports teams at the moment. So uh, mm. they'll be playing Dota yeah. and all them under the, the skies of the actual city teams. So mm-hmm. we're, we're moving forward in the esports uh, sort of area as well. But yeah, NHL, yeah. I'm sorry, I can't do it. I tried. <laughs> um, actually, speaking of... it's a, It's a lot of people... A lot of people look at those games and think they're pretty basic, uh, especially games like NHL and FIFA, until you get in there and you play it and you realize how many different commands and how fast-paced, how quick you have to react to the game. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I watched someone, a mate of mine back in the day, play FIFA, and I thought I was playing okay. Mm -hmm. He was playing a different Mm -hmm. game altogether. He was pressing buttons and combinations <laughs> i never knew existed and it was it was just embarrassing right. playing against people like that so um <laughs> i do love sports games but not at a competitive level uh i was playing Fortnite actually for the first time last night now you mentioned it and um that's something i'm never going to play at a competitive level either you're you're 11 year old go for it i'm not going to stand in your way yeah. it was terrible but yeah um yeah well anything else you've got coming up or like what's it like oh, that's the question what was it like moderating for some of these big channels like you're watching chat and it's just flying through like what is that like the most of the people that i that i moderate for uh, i'm sure a lot of the listeners will know uh, many of them i mean skill up in australia i mod for skill Never up heard of him, sorry um, eric's and two six nine um eric's and 269 yep. those guys are awesome i've inter- interacted with uh, alex uh quite a few times super nice guy uh both of them make some amazing content um denty and and like butter those guys over here that were etf uh members uh, along with me in north carolina uh and the division in general the division really taught me a lot about moderating uh, because i had never done it before so i did uh you know a fair bit of research and you know kind of what's expected from moderators and stuff and and moderating the division like i said through the ups and downs really put me through moderator boot camp in a way um it's it's a lot better 
now than it was then because you know back in 1.3 uh when it was kind of at a low state uh oh my goodness the (laughs) things that people used to say to hamish uh were pretty astounding i mean uh death threats and telling him to do stuff is like uncalled for unnecessary and uh so yeah it was it, it was a time that's for sure Wow, I just couldn't even imagine it back then, the salt that was in the community. And still, like, it, it resonates now, unfortunately, but it yeah. shouldn't. Like, you, you look at the stats, I'm looking at yeah. it now, 20 million people playing it. Like, what's that? 549 million rogue agents being brought down? Um, mm. There's so many people out there playing it. What's the one? I love this. PS4 players completed 7,768 waves in... 7,000? <laughs> resistance. That's ridiculous. Um, I think we, what? we get to 14 and we sort of... Actually, we try and get to 10 to get the cash. And then just wipe, right? No, we, 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 no yeah, yeah, we wipe and then we go again. Um, that's the... Right. I, I'd want to go as far as I can, but I couldn't even imagine doing 100 waves of that a day, which is what it equates to. That's ridiculous. But um, What's the highest wave that you've gotten to? I've only got to about 13 or 14. Just before the hunters come out, I'm not very good. My, my build is terrible. Um, right. Basically, they okay, bring okay. me in as crowd control. I like to blow mm. things up and blow them up <laughs> big. So I sit there with my flashbang and uh, my BFB. and No, sorry, my Seeker Mind. Sorry, the Airburst. And anyone who rushes us... Do you run a skill build? I do. It's it's not optimized. It's not Man, classified I, at all. But I just love it. I hope they fix Tactician. Oh, I was talking about... I hope they fix Tactician. I was I was a huge Tact build player for a long time. And uh, so, yeah. I've been saying, but the... For forever and a day, the the ceiling, the diminishing gains, uh, diminishing returns you get on that mm-hmm. is the thing that's holding it that needs back. Needs to be raised. It's just... Yeah, absolutely. It, and and uh, all, I play all my games. I blow stuff up in all my games. Um, so just to see it in this state's a little bit upsetting. But I'm I want to get. Uh, I completely yeah. missed Global Event Four, which apparently was my thing that I should have been in. Yes. Um. So I'm looking forward to when that come yeah. rolls back around in a couple of weeks' time, and I'll I'll play it then. I'll get my tack build and hold on to it until they fix it up. Hopefully. But, mm-hmm. um. Yeah. What um. Where can people find you? We probably should let you go because I know you've, you've got stuff to do, but where can people find you on the interwebs and places like that? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Um, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's just uh, Game with Weezer. Uh, that's uh, my Twitch as well. Um, my Uplay, uh, my Steam, my Xbox are all just Game with Weezer. Uh, on PS4, you can find me at just Weezer, just the band name. Yep. I've had that for a very long time. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's where you can find me on, on Twitch. All of those, Game with Weezer, and, and PlayStation is the only one that's just Weezer. Uh, you've got way better branding than I do. I started one way and went the other, and now I'm stuck <laughs> in between. It's brilliant. Yeah, but is it, though? I've, I've, had this, I've had this discussion with people as well. You know, as I try to do more and get, you know, uh, relatively more known, if that's a yeah. thing. It's not something that I'm super into, but uh, more known. Is that a good thing, being tied to an already known band? I mean, when people say... I'm watching Weezer. I'm watching Game of Life. I'm not the first thing you think of, but um, I had the band try to buy the name oh, off really? of me. They wanted my PlayStation name. Yeah, I wouldn't give it to no. them. I, I tried to make a trade with them, and they didn't want to do it. And so, uh, yes, I tried to get Rivers, the lead singer, to give me his guitar <laughs> for the name, but he didn't want to do it. Like, All right, well, I'm keeping it then. Oh, wow, <laughs> that would have been. That's in a whole other story. I'd love to hear at some stage as well. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, well, yeah. thank you so much for your time, Weezer. Uh, please go follow him. Um, please go check up on everything he's doing at the moment, especially if you're a Division fan for some reason. Um, I mean, not for some reason, but you're listening to this podcast and you're a Division fan because we do do all the Tom Clancy games in this. We do Rainbow Six and we do Ghost Recon Wildlands. So if you're a Division fan, go follow Weezer right now. Do it. Don't stop. What are you doing? Go do it. Um, thanks again and we'll, we'll, get, we'll get you back on when anything major happens when you're at E3 we'll, um, we'll, we'll, and they announce Division 2 we might even talk to you after that absolutely thank you so much for having right. me no problems thanks for your time Weezer have a good one okay <laughs> so that is okay so we're I hope you guys enjoyed that interview um, we uh, yeah look go follow him he's a really really good guy and um he's definitely a, a very friendly guy yes. so happy to chat to anyone so hit him up on on twitter or something like that and say good day for us um so we've got a lot of news to talk about i think we're going to brush over a lot of it tonight because a lot of it's fairly obvious stuff there's a lot of patch notes out at the moment uh mm. there's lots of happy birthdays going around uh we, we touched on in the <laughs> um interview a lot of the numbers to do with the division so we won't really talk too much about that either um but here is the news So, Josh, what is the highlights of the Rainbow Six uh, last two weeks of uh, things that have been happening? Well, well, aside from Outbreak, uh, Ubisoft has dropped... free stuff. Exactly, the whole free stuff. (laughs) Aside from that, uh, this is an article that I read the other day. Uh, Ubisoft is cracking down on hate speech in Rainbow Six. Oh, I, oh, I saw that. <laughs> I hope watching. Uh, so, good luck. Yeah. Just to preface this, it's... It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, just to preface this, it's not going to work too well currently on PS4 and Xbox, but this is an update that came down with uh, Operation Chimera on PC. If you type anything hateful in the chat, you're going to be banned. You can Maybe you can be a few people there. You, oh. you can be salty and all that sort of stuff, but as soon as you cross the line to fucking racist or straight up abusive, you're banned. Okay, so don't do that. Be an idiot. Oh boy, goodbye the entire PC community. Well, <laughs> the thing is, uh, when it happens, you get a global chat. So even if you're just sitting at the menu, not doing anything, you get a little pop up going, "This man's been burned for to- uh, banned for toxicity." Didn't didn't even see that at <laughs> all tonight, so no, actually didn't. So it's not that common, obviously. So okay, so moving on from that, we've had some nerfs and some buffs to some players, I believe. Uh, yes, there has been nerfs and buffs. Uh, shit, where did I put that one? Yeah, balancing. Yep, there's always balancing. Always, always balancing. Except they have not put it in the goddamn post, you sons oh, well. of bitches. Um, oh, well. oh, outbreaks out, guys. Go play that. Yeah, outbreaks the main thing. Um, <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I, I did read it all before, and it's not in my head. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but basically, uh, the one. Yeah. Anyway, so what else has been happening in the news? Quickly. Uh, before so we, before we run out of time. As we found out, uh, Rainbow Six Siege base operators and weapon attachments are now free for anyone that's not a starter. So yes, you get that is, 
you get a all the move. you get all the original i think it's 20 operators yep, 20, 20 and all of their defenders. attachments um, like, interesting yeah. little side note though starters get any or all attachments for any of their current players because i opened up last oh, night okay. and went oh, i've got my attachments okay sweet Ah, uh, sweet. So as you unlock them, you, basically attachments are free these days for everyone. So once yeah. they're unlocked, you've got free attachments, which is so cool. So what are we going to un- spend our fucking renown on? I mean, goddamn. You said skins. So yeah, I know. I said I know. I said skins. I don't care about skins. Well, you're playing the wrong game then. I care about um, reflex sights and presses and grips. Okay. Gosh. So as no, far as. <laughs> As far as the rest of the news, there's not really anything in Ghost Recon Wildlands at the moment. Um, well, just happy birthday, their, Ghost Recon Wildlands, again. Their, birth, their birthday. Um, with One year. With Division, we're probably going to expect a state of the game in the next couple of hours after we finish recording this, and there'll be maybe some Year 3 announcements, but we're not sure on that. We could go through that with Weezer as well, some predictions, so I hope some of them come true. Yeah. Um, but the global events every weekend for the rest of the month... So get on them if you need to. Um, if you need to catch up on your um, on your gear, so um, that is probably it. What are you looking forward to, Whip? Or and where can people find you at the moment? Oh, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Whiplash One and One. Is what I'm looking forward to. Uh, eventually jumping into Outbreak for at least a game, just to yep. to feel just for to myself something. what it's like and whether I like it or not. Um, rather than having to watch from um, Wilco's perspective, which is is really not the greatest <laughs> on I, any level. It's a bit of a messy pers- perspective. To be it is. It's a messy perspective, and it's a lot of yelling at the screen, going, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> uh, you know, especially when he walks backwards into a room full of zombies that he literally just stared at, um, and then dies. I'm so. pretty sure I, I called out a couple of times. I'm like, "Wilco, they're behind you." Oh, okay. And walks backwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they are. He told me to go backwards, didn't he? He said, they're "If I can't see them, they can't hurt me." So, where can people find you, Whip? Uh, on Twitch and Twitter at Whipflesh101. Excellent, Cal. What are you looking forward to, and where can people find you? Uh, looking forward to mowing down more zombies with you, and hopefully not you not getting in front of my gun sights. Um, and you find me. <laughs> Look, he does that a lot. I know, I know. And um, yeah, find me on Twitch at, our, um, at cal underscore au underscore and Twitter with a very similar tag. Not Twitter. Um, that's, you play. That's it. That one. Go Damn. follow him. Yeah, follow him on, on Twitter and play with him on Uplay. Uh, Josh, <laughs> play where can him. people find you and what are you looking forward to? Uh, I, again, looking forward to the more outbreak. Uh, looking forward to you not standing in front of me when I'm trying to shoot my goddamn gun at somebody that's trying to kill you. But <laughs> also, uh, yeah, just, just looking forward to seeing how the outbreak story plays out. Like, will it be a cliffhanger? Yeah. Of course, I think it will. Be. I think it will. Yeah. So we have got the two more missions to go, which I'm looking forward to. Where can people find you, though, Josh? You can find me at Mr. Buttersocks on Twitter. Uh, hit me up there and I'll give you my gaming details because I'm terrible at branding. Yes, you are. Uh, um, take us another half hour to just go through them. So That's it. So 
Um, you can find me at Will Goes Chill Zone on all the places um, where we're streaming right now and Twitter and all those other things. So hopefully some YouTube videos coming out fairly soon uh, when I get some more Total War under my belt. But uh, till then, uh, this we are also on ultramega.com.au. I almost forgot that. And the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network, AGPN. So type that into all your socials and you'll get a whole heap of cool Aussie podcasts. Including, I'll shout out the Inconsolables because they hosted us tonight yes. and brought a lot of people over. So thank you very, very much for that, guys. Also, um, something I just remembered, uh, quick shout out to the PUBG Tainted Minds boys who got yes. third place last night. Well done. Very, very well done. Yay! So. Australian esports. And Yay. they Esports. Uh, they came from 18th up to third. They yeah, had a shit start of the year and they got to third. So, well done. fucking nice. congratulations, you b- crazy bastards. Well done. You almost got words out then. Um, I did. But this has been Locked On, a Tom Quincy podcast, episode 28. We are about to go play some more Outbreak. And we'll be you, back you? in probably two weeks' time on a Thursday to record episode 29, surprisingly enough. Uh, so, till then, keep it locked on, and we'll catch you soon. Work. Bye now. See yous! Gotcha. See ya. Time to pack it up. My work is done.